Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit. Whatever the fuck that means. Welcome back, Robin Cohen. Welcome back to Cincinnati. Welcome back to What the Fit. Thank you. Robin is the Pilates instructor for the Reds and baseball's back. Yeah, spring 2.0. Here we go. Here we go. If you haven't listened to Robin's episode and heard her story of her time as a magician's assistant in LA to now living full-time in Cincinnati, working with the Reds, go back, go back and listen. We're going to run through the intro of the podcast, same as I do every week with a past guest. Then I'm talking to arguably one of the coolest girls in Cincinnati, who's a dancer, a choreographer, and a DJ. And in my book, it just, you, it doesn't get any better than that. What's been your favorite workout, Robin? Well, um, let me preface by saying I've been recovering from a freak golf cart accident. It, it's pretty gnarly. It was a pretty gnarly accident. It was. Um, I was in, clearly it was in quarantine and I was in Lake Norris, Tennessee with some friends and um, we were sober. I feel like I need to clarify that <laughs> first because no one believes me when I tell this story, but Anyways, there was just a golf cart accident gone wrong, going up the hill, coming right back down and landed on the ground. It's terrifying. (laughs) Bleeding over my neon green swimsuit, (laughs) head bleeding. So long story short, just got some sutures, some Mm. staples in the head. So not doing a ton of like very physical activity or exercise. No, I was assessed for a concussion and I lost a lot of skin on my shoulder. Um, Oh, that sounds And I have some fractured ribs that are almost on the mend. Do you still have some pain? I do. I think my left lat has severely been affected. Um, So when it comes to workouts, I've definitely been trying to rehab myself slowly, Mm -hmm. but kind of working more on flexing my mental muscle just because I haven't been able to move and I've literally had to sit and be still with myself, which has been the biggest challenge. Um, But... Um, I did make it to, um, Nico's fitness physique with Kayla since he fit foodie and blue ash. Okay. I need to hear about this place because I remember seeing advertisements, the wrong word, seeing them on class pass, like 2018. Well, they are balanced body recognized or certified. What's balanced body? Oh, this is a Pilates thing, right? Yes, this is. So that's where my certification comes from. And, um, Kayla has been poking around at different options about maybe where she would want to get certified through. And I, I can't say anything better about my experience with balanced body. Mm -hmm. So Nico, um, who owns the owner, he's the owner of that studio. He actually holds teacher trainings there. So we just wanted to scope it out. And it's always fun as an instructor to take from someone else and hear someone else's cueing and verbatim. So that was a really nice experience. Everything was socially distanced mm-hmm. we had to wear masks the entire time how is that it's tough and I am really out of shape so mm-hmm. breathing through a mask does feel like a form of punishment but yeah. I, I understand right and of course it's necessary for protocol right now and I feel like for Pilates that would be particularly hard because it's like so much about the breath and you're like supposed to be really in tune and then to have it just like ugh continuing to like sit yes so when your your breath ricochets back (laughs) onto your face it is I I almost worry about like getting masky mass oh acne yeah no I've heard a lot of people I can totally understand that so skincare has got to be super important right now but no he he led a great class and we also uh Kayla and I ventured to 12th street Pilates Mm. and I haven't been in there since the remodel I haven't either 
and it was really nice. Yeah. We, took a, we took a class from Manning Clay. Um, so it was, it was great too, to have two male instructors, which yeah. usually is you don't see a lot not the class. norm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they, you know, Nico and Clay taught very differently, but that's also what I love about just exploring the options that we have in Cincinnati. And there mm-hmm. is so much Pilates going on, I feel like. Yeah. So I know we've got 12th Street, there's Club Pilates, there's Nico's Place, there's Prism. There's Pendleton. Studio S. Studio S, yes. Uh, breathing Room. The Breathing which Room. Which I am technically hired on as, and hopefully I will venture into that journey yeah. once the season is over because I'm pretty immersed in right you've got baseball a, right you've now you've got a lot going on yeah oh yeah I guess we do have and I'm sure there's there's others that I, we don't I haven't mentioned and don't know about if anyone knows any good Pilates classes let me know I haven't been on a reformer since March like I haven't obviously like in quarantine there was no reformer happening I too have missed the reformer um when I'm at the stadium I'm, and the guys are out on the field working on their scrimmage I'm trying to hop on the reformer and rehab myself a little bit oh yeah which is great but a part of me wishes that I had one in my home I was just gonna say can you please just get one I'm and considering then because post some privates well especially with the way that the world is servicing right now private seem the safest way to go yeah and I think that a lot of clients would feel more comfortable in that setting and scenario so it's definitely in my mind or if not putting it in my place why not putting it in the gym that is offered in the building and just locking it up and offering that to tenants or clients yeah that's a good idea like yeah love it love it what's your favorite workout so my favorite workout was a shred 415 class it was my first shred 415 class Hitting the mic with your coffee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're drinking coffee. We're recording in the morning, which is a a delight and a special treat for me mm-hmm. because I'm normally recording the evening after work, but because baseball's back, Robin's very busy, we had to do morning. But anyway, so the owners, Jess and Bassey, they brought a new fitness concept. They have a very recent episode. Again, haven't listened to that one. Go back. They're incredible, incredible people. So they hosted a class for female entrepreneurs that that they know and have relationships with. So the energy in the room was stacked. It was like Kayla, Sensi Fit Foodie, Sarah, Anita Walter, System of Strength, Ashley Jones from The Body Shop, Rachel Apple, Prison Pilates, Meriden with Quidwell, like we were all in the class. So not only has it been quite a bit of time since we've seen each other, most of us don't like get to now see each other regularly, we just like came ready to work you know what a strong group of individuals it felt really awesome it was great so if you are at all into a like treadmill an interval treadmill workout and some like floor strength like you definitely have to go check out this workout and i had mentioned before i right before quarantine i got rid of my orange theory membership i had been a member there for like five years Same. And, it, and it was just time to switch it up for me so I hadn't been on a treadmill since March. Did you Probably, have to wear a mask? We No, they did not require the people taking the workout to wear a mask. You wear a mask until you get to your station, whether you're on the floor or the tread. They have a separated, like every other treadmill and then like every other floor station. Because I could not imagine running with a mask on, let alone right now because I'm so deconditioned. No, I cannot imagine. I mean, I just, I simply wouldn't do it, but I hadn't been on a treadmill in a really long time. And as much as I talk about how much I hate running 
like you're such a good runner though like out on the like I don't like to just go run for miles out on a, a street or like a trail or whatever especially in this humidity yes for sure but I love intervals on a treadmill and I really love interval intervals on a treadmill when I'm in front of a mirror and there's dance music playing <laughs> because I can just like get in a zone where I'm working really hard. I'm pretending I'm in a music video or I'm at a club. And I can just, <laughs> of course, you're in a music video. Yes. <laughs> like constantly running through my. That's why I like to run on a treadmill, is because I can pretend I'm dancing in a music video. I like it. Whatever motivates you. Yeah, it's just super motivating to me, but it just, it just felt really good. So that was, uh, aside from the treadmill workout, the energy of the room, Bassi is just like the most amazing motivator. Mm. He just exudes like belief in you. And so then you in return are believing in yourself. So it's probably the last minute of class. And he's like, okay, ladies, like, you know, dig deep. You guys are doing amazing things in your life. He's talking about, he like sees his young daughter and all of us. And it's just like so emotional. And he's like, you know, you can do hard things. You're doing hard things. You can get through this. You're, you know, you need to like pave the way for the next generation of women that will come in and like kick these old guys out. And we were just like fucking lit up after Amazing. it. Yeah, it was. I was like, like brought me to tears. I'm like in a plank, like tears. Wow. And this studio just opened or? Yeah. So it's uh, July 11th, I think, is their first official. Is today the 11th? No, it's what? It's the 13th, today? actually. Oh, my God. So I think that they're officially open. They were just having some like free week and like tester classes before. But yeah, they're open now over in Red Bank. So if anyone's looking, try a new fitness concept, check it out. They're I can't great. wait to try when I have the time and yeah. I am more conditioned. Yeah. No, but I'm happy studios are still opening and thriving in yeah. the chaos of what is the world right now. Yeah. So. And there's some good people to support. Mm -hmm. So what do you want to talk about? Well, as I previously mentioned, I was talking about flexing my mental muscle. Yes. That has been a huge impact for me during quarantine. Um, personally, there's a lot of things. Well, you came to visit me in L.A. Mm -hmm. And there was so many things that happened. And you were right. Your life has been a roller coaster. <laughs> I feel like it's as the world turns. Yes. And I'm ready to... Be in the driver's seat with my seatbelt on controlling the vehicle at right, this point in right. my life. Yeah. Um, but you left and then basically my movers came mm -hmm. to pack up all my stuff and right. right um, to head to spring training, right to yes. come back to Cincinnati, yes. had a plan. Yes, had a plan. So it, I also got a dog in um, off season, which you got to meet. You know, I know you don't Follow love dogs, but whiskey poo. What, what's whiskey this, what, the poo? Whiskey the poo. <laughs> yes, it's his Instagram handle, and you do love him. I think I love so a little walking teddy bear whiskey. Um, so that was definitely my my main squeeze in off season. I did go through a breakup after two years as well, yeah. which just it was um, very mature. We part, you know, the way with that we a parted. conscious uncoupling. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That is a much better way to say it yeah. than I did. Um, but you know, I had decided knowing that this was the second season with the team and I feel and hope and do pray that mm -hmm. it will continue moving forward, yeah. that I was going to take a chance after being in LA for 13 years. And it was time to, to make a move, make a big transition. So 
all of my stuff is already in Cincinnati. I'm on my way to Arizona. Lease is signed. <laughs> yeah, lease is signed. <laughs> I had, you know, toured so many different lofts. I, I really had my heart set on a high rise, mm -hmm. floor to ceiling windows here, things I can't get in LA right. for that kind of money. Right. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I'm kicking ass in spring training. I also now the reds yoga instructor as well as their pilates oh, instructor well pardon me i need to change up your title <laughs> no no there. no so that was a new role that they placed for me seeing as the guys feel so comfortable with me they figured why not have the same instructor to offer yoga yeah that so makes that total we sense. have a larger gathering yeah um so then we were working on a promotion in spring where the team saw benefit in bringing me on for half of the road games for the mm. season which is kind of my dream. Like I want to be in sports. And my other dream is if anyone knows, I'm totally plugging this in right now. I would love to also work in football. Like a dream would be baseball season. That's Ooh. over. Transition into football. So they flip flop. Manifest. I'm well, I'm putting out into the I'm manifesting for so, all the football players that are anyone knows to this that anyone to help me network. But so the promotion was very exciting. Um, not only for as hard as I worked in this career and stuck with it, the financial opportunity, it was all dreams coming true. Yeah. And then COVID happened. And we basically... And the world said, fuck you. Yes. I remember cheersing with my family because my brother got a great job on a new show yes. at Paramount. Yeah. And then my parents were building their dream home in Sedona and I was getting my dream the job Coens with the promotion. Like, yes. <laughs> we yes, were cheersing. Yes. yes. Uh, someone even gave me a planner this year that said, best year ever or something yeah. like it's all just comical at this point yeah, right. so COVID happens and we basically have 24 hours to depart from Arizona mm. I have an option to fly to Cincinnati on the Reds dime or use the rental car they gave me to drive to wherever I want to go mm -hmm. but at this point I'm homeless yeah technically you don't have your LA place no you haven't been able you can't get into your Cincinnati place no and I also not knowing financially what my life would be like I didn't want to commit to anything right so I go back to LA and I'm creating content for the team mm -hmm. as well as offering like virtual stuff yes everyone's doing. yes yeah which also just felt like you're in this tunnel like you're talking through a vacuum right it's just right. I, and I'm so hands-on as a person and yeah you're a coach tactical. like that's the point of like having someone there with you if yeah. they wanted someone to just instruct through a video they would have done that exactly so it, that was challenging so but but that happened and then I got to Cincinnati I well I waited uh, or I stayed in LA for a month and in my mind I was like that's been patient enough Robin and I'm not the most patient person that's a long time and I decided I'm just going to go to Cincinnati this is the plan that I had I'm going to move forward with it regardless of whatever I'm fearful of and at of. this time the, everything was still up in the air like they hadn't they don't haven't really told you what's going on with the job what's going on with baseball we don't know what's going on in, right. in the world with this pandemic right okay so I arrive here on the 15th of April of April and Caitlin Bolt Lovett, who I love and adore, picked me up and broke her quarantine for me. And she was one of the first people I hugged outside mm -hmm. of anyone in that entire yeah. month. And I just broke down and started crying. I was so excited yeah. to see her. She helped me so much, yeah. her and her husband, Chris. So then the 16th, the next day rolls by, my moving company comes, and it was kind of a disaster for reasons that we don't really need to mm -hmm. discuss. <laughs> But they leave and I'm swimming in a sea of boxes, 
wondering like how do I have this much stuff right how does right, one collect right. this much Move even when I purge country. yeah and my boss from the Reds calls me and he's like hey how's it going and I said oh it's going you know I'm just trying to figure out which box to unpack first and he said well actually I have some bad news um we have to lay you off you know your contract is null and void now I knew this was an option but when he said your contract is null and void, my heart dropped. You're like, I just moved across the country. Every belonging that I have showed up to a place and now I do not have a job here. Correct. And he basically said... And I cannot get a job either because we're in No, because we're of COVID. And well, that's a whole other thing. Thinking about what else would I do with my life outside of what I'm doing already. But the, right. the phrase that kept coming up for me was, so now it's like this. So now yeah. it's like this. Right. Every day, something new. Yes. Or And I just sat in my boxes thinking, do I unpack? Do I have the company come back? Do I put my stuff in storage? Like, what do I do? And I wanted to numb out immediately. Yeah, like, I wanted to smoke some pot. Yeah. I wanted to have a beverage. But I went on a walk. I went on a really long Cincinnati walk. You're speaking to my soul. I know. And that really helped me clear my mind and also have trust in my resiliency and my ability that I knew I could cope through this. But it was a very depressing time for yeah. me and, and everyone else. And also, I'm a contractor, not to say like what was me, but in Ohio, the PUA program wasn't available until mid-May. Right. So there was no money rolling in. Luckily, no, I it's had terrifying. some it's really savings, scary. but yeah. still... Um, so just the uncertainty of like questioning my profession, uh, especially with COVID and being in the service industry and trying to figure out, well, what can I do to make money right now? Yeah. Or what do I just surrender? And I actually chose to surrender for the first time in my life yeah. because I'm such a planner Yeah. where I thought I'm going to sit with my own shit literally. And I'm going to take this time to deal with all the things that I thought that I had I mean, I am a lover of self-help books, mm -hmm. journaling, meditation. Actually, for the month of May, I used my calendar to write every day that I meditated. I love or that. What movement or activity I did, which I thought would stress me out. But at the end of the month, I looked back and thought, wow, I've really done a lot yeah. when I felt like I did nothing. Yeah. No, I had a similar experience that I would I was using the calendar when I was going, when we all were just going through this like heaviness that in my mind, I was thinking, oh my gosh, every day is like feeling like this bad day. When mm -hmm. in reality, it was maybe like five bad days of the month. And so I would mark like an as, as O and an X. Like an O was like oh. good day, good day, regular. It didn't have to be extraordinary by any means, but it was just like, all right, it was good. And I would mark an X if it was like, this was a dark, troubling day for Time. me when I just like really didn't feel it. And then it was at least just a visual to be like, they're not all bad. Right. And I think we need those markers sometimes. Right. And I think I'll continue to do that maybe in different capacities um, because I can get very strict with like, oh, I meditated yesterday, so I have to meditate today. But I was very relaxed with myself yeah. on not having the intent of you must do this. Yeah. But it was just cool to Some look back grace. and see. Yeah. Um, and I'm not a religious person, but I heard this quote and it, it, it did put some lightheartedness to the whole COVID quarantine situation is that it felt like God sent us all to our rooms to reevaluate like we were being grounded. Yeah. No, I know. I know. And at times I really truly felt like a 
angsty child of like oh, why yes. is this happening to me yes. no one knows what I'm feeling but I will say I want to say this too for my own self if I ever come back and listen not I will come back and listen but in the future when I come back and listen that I don't think I've had like an x day in a really long time like I'm in a great place right now what has shifted for you to get it's there? probably it's fucking sunny all the time oh god yes <laughs> I mean, it's I, hot out. I love the heat. I love being outside. I can go and do whatever. I think it's, I don't know, a, a combination of things that this is just, and I also just don't really want to analyze it too much. You know, like, I'm just like, no, this is good. This is good. I, and things I think that's happening. what Business keeps has, coming up for me too, that, that thought of, so now it's like this, like accepting, surrendering, finding happiness in the smaller things, whether it's the sun is out, you went on a really nice walk, you yep. had a great cup of yep. coffee, like yep. it can it doesn't have to be what it was. I am like fucking appreciative of everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just trying to hold on to it because I'm like, it won't always be like this. There'll be a, you know, I like a wheel, the wheel will go Keeps back turning. around Keeps again. Turning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so with that mental flex I was talking to you about, I decided to hire on a life coach slash therapist um because I felt like I could I had only taken my journey as far as I knew how to but yeah. I still knew there were things I was suppressing yeah I realized I've had a lot of memory loss just because I think from things that have occurred to me in my childhood that I just don't want to remember certain right. things you want to yeah push it away um so she's been really helpful this woman for me because She's asked me a lot of thought-provoking questions that I know that I could read in a book, mm-hmm. but when someone holds you accountable, it right. is different. So uh-huh. I technically have homework every week that I have to come back, reflect on, and communicate with to her. And do I have to do it? No, but knowing that she's kind of holding me accountable. Well, right. And you are, it's, you know, you're paying her to do this. It's a coach. That's what you, that's why you right. hire someone else to do, to help you work through the things that you can't do on your own. Right. And knowing that as corny as it sounds, like I'm queen of my own castle, so I yeah. better tidy this shit up. Yeah. yeah. Um. But some of the favorite questions that I think, even for your listeners, your mm-hmm. viewers, that were I really helpful for me, and and they are simple, I think. But if you actually do the homework or you know do the work, it, it's a good lesson. So, let's see. Some of those were: What does a healthy Robin look like? And Mm-hmm. that is a broad topic and I, yeah. and I like more information. What is, what did she want from that? So she wanted to know what is a healthy Robin look like emotionally, spiritually, physically, and in relationships. So maybe that could be your friendships, yep. your love life. Yeah. So I actually, I don't remember what they're called when you're in like elementary school and you, it's not like a Venn diagram, but you have a circle in the middle and mm-hmm. then you have web attachments with other circles. Oh yeah. What are those? It, do you remember making yeah, those? Yeah, of course. Maybe it was just a web. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, maybe it's just a web. So I would put giant circles with the uh-huh. attachments, like me in the center, yes. and then add on to the branches, just because I'm a visual person yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, no, me too. And then without a, from those questions, she wanted to know what my biggest hurdle was in achieving mm-hmm. those desires, those yes. wants, and then what am I most afraid of? Mm. So it was tough. That's and then, a really, That's a really tough exercise. Some other questions she asked me to because I would like to be with someone that I love and I'm committed to relationship wise, Mm -hmm. but I do have some trauma from my past. Um, But she was asking me, what are your non-negotiables in a relationship? Mm -hmm. It's always good to think about. 
yes, they can be surfacey like humor, but deeper beyond that. And it was funny. I was actually talking um, with Ellen mm-hmm. Whitney about this, and she was explaining some of her non-negotiables, which may be similar or different from mine. But it was yeah. kind of a good open dialogue to have with a friend just yeah. to, to stir up the conversation. Right. And um, for you to get out of your own head. Right. I could have this, my recent thought a lot has always gone back to this idea that like we can't experience emotion alone. So when it's just us talking about talking to ourselves or trying to quote unquote process emotion, mm-hmm. it's very easy to go to this place of just trying to solve it or trying to make it go away rather than experiencing it. So when you're sitting and having conversations like that with Ellen, you can allow yourself to like experience what's coming up for you rather than just this like solving and pushing. Well, even the web that I was mentioned mentioning, um, you know, a lot of people do vision boards, let's say around New Year's. I almost think this would be a fun experiment with some of your close girlfriends where you sit around, you have your own web yep. and you're just, again, having this hard conversation mm-hmm. because it is challenging yeah. or I found it to be challenging. Um, so with all of that, just dedicating time to like my introspection has been challenging and like I said coming up with non-negotiables for me and realizing that like for me personally my first sexual experience was not consensual and it was not even something I told my mother until a month ago at the time did you know it wasn't consensual I don't I don't I'm not I was 17 I mean yeah well that that's even what I was getting at was like you could have this experience where at the t- you don't even really know what's going on or that you didn't want it or that you weren't fully saying yes until then later to go back and be like, oh my God, wait, that wasn't. I mean, I remember saying time. no yeah. or I'm not ready. Okay. Well, then then that is but clearer than I think. I And looking back too, and I think I just had shame and guilt of it and I moved on and I silenced it and I suppressed yeah. it. And then could even talk yourself into being like, well, you know, was that really that I wasn't into it or was it some other things? No, like I I was even watching the doc last night on Netflix called Athlete A mm-hmm. with Larry Nassar and the gymnastics and the athletes. Oh, I haven't seen that, but I've heard about it's it. It's great. Yeah. But some of the commentary that was coming up was, well, why are these women coming out now in their 30s talking about what happened? Why do right. they talk about it then? But yeah. it damages your psyche. Yeah. Um, and... For me, the pattern that I realized moving forward beyond that was I was picking men that was the same guy over and over again or the non-committal. Yeah. So that came up for me and my coach basically said, I want you to sit with your 17-year-old self and ask her how she feels. Mm. Sit and have a conversation with her. That was beyond tough. I could only sit with her (laughs) for 45 minutes and I haven't sat with her since, but I felt I felt like I got a lot out of the situation, what I needed to. And um, I know there's many women that have had ex- oh, yeah. all kinds of experiences where we felt taken back or how is this happening mm-hmm. or why is this happening? And then shame and guilt and just an en- endless right. spiral. But right. um, moving out of that, I just think that it's really important to, if you have the time, to hire someone yeah. to talk to someone or talk to your friends right I, I think that 
taking the step to hire someone and talk to someone is huge. And, and it is great. a privilege. It is yeah. a deep, deep privilege to be able to, to, to afford something like that. Right. But it can be so, so helpful and, and I think very worthwhile. But also a great point if you aren't in that place, talk to a friend. Right. That can be really going on a walk and talking to a friend can be like the best thing for you. Right. And I think too that a lot of us think I that our identity is conditioned based on an event that happened to us when that's just a story that you keep yes. telling yourself over and over again. Yes, 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 yes. And if you recognize it's a story, you can also then recognize that you can change it. Right. Yeah. Okay. So thing that I want to talk about. Yes. Some people are not going to like what I have to say. Can't wait. But it must be said. And if this conversation is triggering for you as a listener, I want to offer that you do some reflection internally, see what's coming up. Also to know this is not a personal attack on anyone. This goes deep in our culture and I know that we're accustomed to it. I don't think anyone is intending to do harm, but we have to stop using the word tone in group fitness classes. We have to stop saying it. We have to stop saying that by doing an exercise in a different certain way that we're toning the muscle differently. It's a lie. Why is it a lie? So I've thought about this a lot. I've talked to a lot of people in the industry about mm -hmm. this conversation before I planned on orchestrating this campaign against the word tone. I just lifted my fist in the air. <laughs> this is really important. Um, so you can't tone a muscle. The shape of the muscle is largely determined by genetics. You're born with the shape. What you can do is you can grow a muscle or you can shrink a muscle. So I understand why people say it, right? Like I, I, I get it. There's this I think it's a lack of vocabulary on, on our part too. Like everyone's like, I want to be toned. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, toned is more of, of a look that I think people are, are trying to achieve likely because it's been said like, that's what's the most attractive for a woman to be. And I'm thinking, and again, I'm painting with a broad stroke. Not everyone thinks this, but in my mind, I think if someone's like, I want to be toned. It's a gimmicky word too. It's a, it's a total it's a hot word. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm thinking, you know, that evokes an image of, you have, you have some mus muscle definition, but you're pretty lean, right? Fit. You're fit, right? You're mm -hmm. toned, you're fit. And I just think that it's this larger conversation. Like, okay, one, we know it's a lie. Stop saying it. Mm -hmm. It's this larger conversation that, that it, it, it's negative to, to grow a muscle or to like want to be strong or to lift a heavy weight. Like, mm -hmm. It's really, really hard to grow your muscle as a woman. Uh, yeah, I know. And it's incredibly healthy and empowering to be able to lift this a, a heavy weight. And so I just think that we just have got to get like rid of this idea. Get rid of this idea that you just like want to look toned. I agree. I mean, I think that's um, putting someone in a categorized box. And again, it, it almost feels like a hashtag for Instagram, right? Toned. Yeah. Or there is the tone it up girls. Right. Right. Um, where 
really it should be diversified or used properly in terms of what you're wanting to achieve. All right. Everyone has different goals and I understand that. And I'm not saying anyone should want to look one certain way. You can want to do however you want to do it. I just think that it just feels like it feels disempowering to women like, oh, we're going to be just swayed by saying like you're toning your muscle like you can t-. like it's just that it's just not even true. I mean, I've, we're just I've had a lot of to these marketing ideas. Right. I've had a lot of female clients in L.A. especially come to me. And when I ask them what their goals are, they say, well, I want to be toned. No, and I, I've and talked I say, to, well, what does that mean? to right. you? Can I've talked you... to multiple fitness instructors about this topic and they say the same exact thing. Everyone comes in and says, I want to look toned. And like, that's not. I don't know. I guess it's just like that's not a goal to work towards because it's so subjective and and it, it just like plays into this stigma, this idea and this stigma, too. That's like, OK, well, you have this ambiguous goal of looking toned. How do you ever achieve it? Is it ever going to stop? Are you ever going to be happy? Like, it's not just this like marker of like, OK, I want to lift this certain weight. I want my squat to have this certain amount of weight, or I want to be able to do a pull-up, or I want to be able to do a full push-up. You know, those things you can measure. Right. And you can celebrate those You're wins. measuring your performance. Right. Not your aesthetics, necessarily. Not your aesthetic. And that's, like, the that's the, the bigger conversation of, like, the goal. It, that's, I just I want mean, to offer talk to, people yeah. that the goal can be so much more and can it, you will get so much more out of it, ultimately. When it's not just about a look. I mean, the last time I was on your podcast, you, the question that you always ask, what does it, what does mm-hmm. being fit mean to you? And I mm-hmm. said performance levels, which again, moving away from the aesthetics of things, wanting to be able to do a pull up, wanting to be able to hold a handstand for X amount of time without the wall. And knowing how good it feels to see those performance gains so rather than meaningful. my thigh is measured in at this or you know, I'm not a huge right. person about exactly everything I eat. So, right, and that's the other thing is that muscle definition. If that's what we're, if that's what we're talking about, I'm going to make the assumption that's what we're talking about when we're saying looking toned. Mm-hmm. That's going to largely come from your diet, right? Not by the different exercises that you're doing. Eighty percent of what you consume, twenty percent exercise. Yeah, yeah. Still going to eat my pizza though. Fuck yeah! I mean, again, this is like do do whatever you want. I, and if you disagree with what I'm saying about the word tone, please. Also, I want to hear an, another side of the argument too. But I just think that it's like, it's 2020. We're trying to do a, a, a lot of great shit for women. Let's not be subjected s- to this category. A gimmicky, markety ploy when we're trying to go work out and be in a fitness class to make ourselves feel good mm-hmm. than to say, just to be told a lie. Well, in lieu of that, too, I'm sure there's a lot of other words you hear in fitness classes that you just shudder at hearing that. Like, let's say I offer to fitness instructors, let's say you're getting, you're strengthening your muscle. You're getting stronger. You're doing a really difficult thing and you can do a really difficult thing rather than you're toning your muscle. Right. Agreed. And that is not empowering. No, it's not empowering (laughs) because it's not even true. Correct. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like, don't feed us a lie. And I know there's this is maybe a super hot topic for instructors. I know if Sarah Jenkins was here, she would have a lot of scientific information to 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 say about this topic. Yes, yes. But I I just I had to call it out. No, I think it's great. Doing it. No, I'm gonna and I'm gonna be talking about this a lot more. My campaign against this is not just a one one and done deal. 
I have a whole campaign against a the word toned. Campaign. Against the word toned. Just toned. I also feel like I Do mean. Do you have some others that you want to add to the campaign? Gosh, well, it's been so long since I've actually been in a workout class, but I would mostly say that instructors need to be aware or conscientious of what they're saying, even diversifying for all different ethnicities, body shapes and sizes mm-hmm. it within a workout. Yeah. Being conscientious of yeah. that. Yeah. So no, I, I agree completely. All right. Wild card, Robin. Yes. So I just want to know what your favorite quote is and why. This was really easy because I have it on my desk and I look at it every single day. I'm going to read it to you. Mm-hmm. Instead of seeking validation through your job, relationships, or appearance, focus on living fully embodied, free of the insatiable ego and the time-traveling mind. Where did you get that? Um, on a man I follow on Instagram, Aubrey Marcus. I love this because the whole quote is a reminder that it is a constant practice. The ego is always going to be there. It's not mm-hmm. going anywhere. Your mind is always going to wander thinking about the past, thinking about the future, rather than just being in the present moment, that idea of a time-traveling mind. Like, both of those things, it, it's for, it's a forever practice. The rest of my life, I'm going to be working. But that it's that it's so important for me and a reminder that it, it's this idea for like instead of trying to be something, finding something that's so engaging that I lose myself, that I'm just, you know, whatever it is that I'm doing, putting my all into it. And do you feel like you've been able to go there in those moments wherever you're losing yourself? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes no. Sometimes yeah. I fail. I fail a lot. That's why it's on your desk every Right. Day. That's why it's on my desk. Because I, I mean, it's not a thing that I'm ever, I'm going to be perfect at. But I think it, it's a thing that it's worth it to me to keep trying. I like it. What's your favorite quote? It's very short and sweet. And I've thought about... Live, laugh, love. <laughs> that, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Um... Well, I don't have any tattoos, but if I did get a tattoo, it would evolve, revolve around this quote. Uh-huh. Um, Fear is a compass guiding you where to go. Mm-hmm. So I've always that. dedicated my own personal practice, whatever it's geared toward, to move through fear. Because why would I want to sit and be uncomfortable? Right. Much like even hiring you this coach. You don't want to. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. But I want to be better. I want to constantly evolve. I want to look back a year from now and feel Five percent better as yeah, a human. Yeah. Maybe five percent is asking too much. I don't know. Yeah. But my tattoo envision would be a compass mm-hmm. somewhere I could see it. And mm-hmm. instead of I have the worst sense of direction if mm-hmm. anyone knows me. <laughs> so instead of north, east, south, and west around the bullets of the compass, it would be F E A R. Right, right, right. I think also it kind of plays into at least for me, what comes up for me when I hear that is if I'm afraid to do something or if I'm fearful of something, that's the direction I have to go. Correct. That's and I'm, I'm not do. talking being reckless, but for sure, bettering myself this as a, a person. stranger on the street kind of situation where Correct. someone's scary. So I go towards them. Correct. No, no. <laughs> but just knowing that you can move through feel, fear, finding your own resiliency as a human um, to have more internal strength yeah. and find ways to navigate and cope. Yeah. Yeah. Especially through these radical and turbulent times. Radical times. Thank you so much for Thank coming on. Thank you for on. having me. I love you. I love you too. I'm really appreciative. My guest today is a dance instructor who emphasizes music theory and dynamic meditation. She's also a creative, 
a DJ, an IFA personal and group training certified fitness instructor, an all-around textbook example of a cool girl. She wants to share her positive energy and make everyone a believer in themselves. Please welcome Savannah Sexton, a.k.a. Think Savvy. Hey! Let me start off by saying I am amazed by you. Oh. And I wish that I could dance like you so, so badly. I am mesmerized. Wow. I spent maybe an hour this weekend watching all your videos. Oh, my goodness. I'm so grateful. Thank you. It has, to, it is like, in my mind, it must feel like so freeing and such a release to be able to move your body in an expressive way like that and then also to the beat of music yeah it really is and I can feel when I'm not free as well and that you need to like get it out through yeah, dance yeah absolutely I mean it, it's just incredible I it feels like it's what I'm always trying to achieve when I'm at like a beat-based group fitness class <laughs> and not that I'm in even remotely close to the same universe as you when it comes to dancing capability but I like danced when I was younger like ballet jazz cheerleading that type yes, of thing yes. and I have just never gotten over the jubilant feeling of when you learn a choreography and you nail it mm. that is a true yeah golden like moment. I have just been chasing <laughs> that feeling forever oh my and, gosh that's so and, funny you say that and you can like I can get it when it comes to like with certain group fitness if it's like a, a dance cardio group fitness where like the choreography is simple enough that like yeah. I can pick it up and you can right. like learn it pretty quickly. But I'm just like that feeling is so, so much fun. Yeah, there's something about being in the pocket and just in your alignment with your body. And then when it all hits at the same time, it's like, oh, it, feel, it feels great. You're yeah. not wrong there. No, and I love to dance. I just wish that it looked like you when it was happening and... <laughs> It does. Well, I've had many, many years of practice. I have not always been good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Not okay. That's that's helpful to hear. We'll get <laughs> yeah. into it. But you, I mean, you have so many videos on your Instagram, your website. So everyone listening, mm. like pause this, give yourself an hour or so, so you can just like jump in and, and take a look. And like, what style is it? Hip hop? Is that the style yeah, called? I, I focus on hip hop and contemporary, but okay, I really, I love hip hop. I, I connect with that the most. Okay. And I saw a lot of videos happening at playground LA yeah yeah I go to LA often so what's like I've seen that it's a dance studio so people mm -hmm. who don't know like what what is it so uh, a lot of people know the dance studios out in LA um uh Millennium is okay. probably the most popular it's been around the longest movement lifestyle is a really big one and playground's one of the most recent ones those are I would say big entertainment ones that get all the YouTube views and okay. everything that was people come in. Was there a TV in. show from on Playground or was it did I have I just seen them on YouTube? It might just be on YouTube. I'm not familiar okay. with okay. the TV show. I'm also a huge fan of like music <laughs> videos so I've just watched a lot there. Oh yeah yeah and and uh, Millennium they are known to bring all the artists in that's where they rehearse and learn all of their choreography and dances for tours and stuff okay. like that so okay yeah and then it's all they all kind of intertwine okay the same with the same choreographers and people got it got yeah. it so when do you just like go and like book a class how does that work yeah so I'll I try to go to LA at least twice a year um just to keep up with everything and make sure that you is know, that like the center of the dance unit the hip-hop dance universe in the United States, yeah, okay. I would say so. Okay. Um, 
I mean, New York is more of the Broadway and you find a lot more of the technical things there. And L.A. is more known for their movers. So a lot of people out there will say, like, oh, we're not a dancer. We're a mover. (laughs) Yeah, of course. I'm like, okay, well, I, I okay, really yeah, like dancing to dance, is moving. So, so. <laughs> like, yeah, so I'm gonna. I'm dance, also a uh, mover, but when I right. move across but, the floor, it does not look the but same. I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. But they have a lot of freestylers, and that's the one thing that I've really coming from a t- more of a technical background. We didn't. We were not. We did not have a focus at all on freestyling. So LA has helped me so much of just like like your own own choreography, right? My own sense of movement, my my own sense of style. So yeah, LA like, is really known for their style. Okay, and finding your unique ability as a dancer, okay, and a, a mover, like the like it's your thumbprint, yeah, of movement, yeah, right, right. Yeah. Every you can have your can, own unique quality. Yes, what yes, do you yes. bring to the table? Okay, amazing. Um, so you so you like book a studio time? Yeah, class. yeah. So um, you can find the schedule online, mm-hmm. and then um, I like to. F- I'm I'm a simpleton, so I follow the same choreographers. I get real comfortable, and mm-hmm. I just like someone, and I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna follow you. And Who go to is all like your, your favorite? Devin Solomon by far. Okay, I love his classes. I feel like I just relate to him mentally as well. So everything that he says, he has a really hard way of teaching. So if like something's not right, he would like nope again. Like oh, and and he really drills like you. Militant style. Yes, and that's hard to find in LA with the choreographers because everyone's like free and love. Uh-huh, you right, know? of course. And it's like no, like I'm here to be disciplined. Mm-hmm. I'm here to learn. And sometimes the best way to do that is with that militant yep. um, teaching style. And uh, I find a lot of enjoyment in that. So I'll follow him and go to all of his classes and other choreographers that I like um, that I follow on Instagram. Uh-huh. I like Nicole Kirkland a lot. Um, and but for the most part, um, whenever I'm there, I just look at the schedule for the week. Yeah. Pick out what I like, and then you can register online. Okay. Or just show up. Does it start as like because your videos are like typically I've seen like three people maybe there's like a bigger group but do you start as a big group and then you oh, break yeah. off into smaller groups yeah there's typically I mean pre-covid typically yes. you know 40 plus sometimes um usually they don't go over like 45 50 okay um people Whoa, so that's a yeah lot, it'll though. be in between depending on the choreographer you go to a really popular one you're going to get 50 plus yeah. people in a class especially the master classes um but you know 20 20 to 40 people okay I'd say is a very typical number and then um, they like to bring people out to demonstrate at the end of maybe like last 15 minutes of class. Okay. So you learn it all through, um, about hour, how long does it take? Hour you and 15, hour and a half classes, okay. usually like hour and 10. Okay. And is it one song or is it a mm-hmm. chunk of a song? It's an entire oh, song. It's a chunk of a song. Yeah. So you'll typically get, depending on like a beginner's class, you might be like 30 to 45 seconds, maybe a minute. Um, depending on the choreography and everything, if it's like, like it takes you an or, hour and 15 minutes to learn. Yeah. 30 seconds. Sometimes it's just a two intense. minute, like two minutes is a lot for a combo. Like that is a lot to learn. Like yeah. a minute, minute and a half combo, um, is very typical. I feel like the, because everything's so Instagram worthy these right. days, you want to keep it like, you want to keep it under a minute. Yep. So a lot of teachers will just do a minute combo sometimes they'll jam pack mm. everything mm-hmm. into that minute. Sometimes it's more chill and you got like the grooves and everything. So yeah, you learn it through that whole hour. And then the last 15 minutes, they'll pull people out 
of the group and, oh, and so you sometimes a cameraman out. yeah they'll just point you out and be like come out come out come out and they'll do like maybe three groups oh so gosh. there's been so many times to where i've just not been pulled out to a group at all yeah. the ones that i do post obviously yeah like, those got like, pulled out. oh my gosh they posted it like i made it i made the cut because sometimes i'll get pulled out to a group but i won't make the video cut got it because i'll mess up or someone oh, in the group will mess up and, or it's just not good <laughs> yeah like talk about that great feeling of nailing it yeah, then yeah. when you mess up when you mess like, up it's the, worst. it's the worst you're like dang i i yeah. just did that I did that. That was my fault. <laughs> so what um, what got you into dance to begin with? Like, how did it all start? And you said you mentioned like technical. So did you start with like? Yeah, my ballet? mom was super adamant about me being in the entertainment industry growing up. So interesting. I, yeah, was she, she put in me in classes. Industry? I think she always wanted to be an entertainer. Oh, my God. This is my future. Yeah, because I always wanted to be an entertainer <laughs> and I didn't make it. So now I'm going to live vicariously through my unborn children. Hey, it's never too late. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but she said that I was like kicking to the beat in her stomach. So I would like she would go into her uh, girlfriend's clogging classes that she taught or something. Clogging. Like, yeah, yeah. Like an Irish like, jig. Yeah. It was in the 90s. <laughs> I love it. Early 90s. I love it. And she said that I would like she would have to walk out of the room because I would start kicking to the beat of the music. Okay. So this you were born. <laughs> and you were so born she put good. me in classes when I was three years old. Um, and then um, I switched studios to just off Broadway when I was around five or six. Are you from Cincinnati? Yep. Okay. Yeah, born and raised. Okay. And then I grew up at that studio and uh, traveled to Los Angeles starting in middle school. And that's the first time that I took classes at Millennium. And uh, Oh, so you've been like out there a bunch. Yeah, so I would spend, I spent, um, one summer I spent like a month there. I would go on like auditions and stuff and yeah I was like a little child star <laughs> what did you did you have like dance like got good jobs like what kind of jobs I can mean, you get I really I was always like the runner-up so I never actually got anything um there was a lot of talk about moving out there before I hit high school and stuff but there was just so many things going on yeah with, like, and that's a huge commitment yeah, and, move for a and i'm like a an 11 12 year old like i don't know what's going on right. like, you're like i just like to dance yeah <laughs> like i don't know i'm just here <laughs> like, yeah um so i was never really i was never super committed like i wasn't one of those child stars that was like yes i'm a star pick me like oh, i was wow. very shy and reclusive and just like like i said i'm here <laughs> like i'm just doing what i'm told and yeah. but i'm i was but I still enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I went and, you know, you're just a kid. You don't really you just kind of show up. Yep, and yep, and yep. so um, I learned a lot and I was just very observant as a kid. Mm. So I just felt like a little sponge absorbing everything. And like I would like I said, it would be like um, I mean, I did win some things. I did a lot of acting, too. So when I was in L.A., I would be in like acting auditions and stuff. So I would get callbacks and. You're just know, living my dream life that like, I didn't get to live. Like I said, it'd be like the runner up. It'd be like me and one other person and be like, oh, well, you live in Cincinnati. So <laughs> like, we're going to go with the other local. Yeah. <laughs> something, you know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I feel like that's definitely what helped shape me and just mm -hmm. kind of helped me find my unique style and everything. Just being out there at such a young age and being able to travel so much with yeah. dance. I was at dance competitions at a different downtown area um right. around the midwest every weekend every other weekend so 
Um, when did you know that you were good? Oh man, not until after college. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. You like, like traveling and doing those things, and you I were was, still like, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't get it. I didn't. I didn't understand anything growing up. I really didn't. Maybe that was good to like keep you humble. I think so. Yeah. I really do. I'm like, I'm a true believer in you know nothing's a coincidence everything Mm -hmm. is you know for a reason and I tell myself that all the time you know like you have you didn't make it because you would be a very egotistical person you'd probably be like a Britney Spears or something oh my god poor Britney (laughs) wait have you seen we're gonna do a really quick sidebar uh, on this conversation because it is deeply affecting me (laughs) and I've gotten I've got I've spent a lot of time on her Instagram oh my god there is some there is something wrong so I just read something today. Me about too. Her. Did yeah. you read what Molly posted? Yeah. Yes, yeah. I read it too. Thank you, Molly Carrick. <laughs> Shout out Molly Carrick. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I was I some like one of my good friends, Emily Kaltenbach. I always we send videos of Britney back and forth. No, to I, each I, do the, I do the same thing because we're like there's and we she's it was dead after behind this, the eyes. Yeah, we're like we had this conversation one day and we're like there's something that's just not clicking. No, there is like, something very she, wrong. Yeah, there's something anyone very if you don't wrong. know about look at the hashtag Free Britney. Oh, it's serious. It's serious. We need to do something about it. I mean, it, it makes so much sense. Oh, hundred like, percent. Looking at her actions and the way that she is posting, she's been controlled uh, her entire oh, life. It's so sad. It, it's really sad. It's so sad. I didn't she's know like that she had thirty percent custody of her sons. It's, yeah, I had I had read that before, and it, I think it happened after her. Like, this is going to turn into a Britney Spears umbrella. podcast. Yeah, I'm going right? to start. I'm going to do a <laughs> daily. Okay daily updates wow. now that i have the studio at home i'm just going to get on here daily updates yeah. what's going on I'll with Brittany? Brittany alert in. <laughs> tracking Brittany Spears. Brittany. Yeah. <laughs> somebody get her <laughs> yeah oh that that is that is wild um, yeah but you didn't end up like her i didn't yeah but i felt it you know <laughs> i felt i felt the connection and i was like oh that was close that was a close call oh, thank you universe did you do like normal like schooling and everything though or did yeah you, okay yeah i was in i was in regular school yeah. um i was like i just wasn't super motivated as a kid you know yeah. like i and i and so i feel like through high school and everything i wasn't the best i was always really good at performing i loved that like that was the high that i got like so like when you it was like time for the show yeah that's when you like yeah, really like, turned it on it was like first step on the stage mm. until your last step off like yeah. you are turned in i know tapped in yeah. tuned in, you know like it's the best yeah it's it and so that that's the high that i've been chasing mm-hmm. my whole life is <laughs> there there's something that clicks when i perform that's just like oh yeah. i'm here <laughs> so so what did it look like um like just like competitions yeah and then what was it like jazz ballet what yeah, are you doing? So, all of the above? Yep, jazz, ballet, acro, tap. Um, yeah, because you can also theater. like tumble. I saw a video where you're yeah. like flipping and shit. Yeah, so I learned a lot of my tumbling skills um, from this guy named Josh Neff, who ended up being my older sister's first husband. Oh, okay. So um, <laughs> I was. I mean, because she was always there and helped out with his cheer facility. Mm. I was always there. And then after I graduated high school, I helped with their dance program and everything. So I would just tumble around and he helped me a lot in yeah. high school. Um, I was always super fearful of tumbling. Yeah, I know. Me too. Like, just so scared. Yeah. Like, I think when I was like five or six, I tried to throw a back handspring by myself and like fell on my head. Yep. So no, I was like, no, I nope, was like, fell, like trying on a trampoline <laughs> and like fell off a trampoline. Oh my God. I used to like 
I used to like lay off my bed and like go back just to like try to like get over the sensation of like it's a thing I couldn't really do it this is why here here I am I never my dance career no it is a peaked at age 12 never I don't I don't blame you one bit that is totally okay you are still enough thank you (laughs) thank you I truly need to hear that (laughs) truly yeah it's not for everyone yeah and I had to get over some serious mental blocks to tumble like I would be outside in my front yard in the summer every summer like five six seven eight yep nope yeah five six seven eight <laughs> nope so didn't do it five six seven eight okay i'm going inside yeah, like, yeah, yeah. after a half hour of just standing right. in one right. spot you like, like hey do you like the shoulder shrug right. like you're like an olympic <laughs> gymnast yeah <laughs> nope not gonna yeah. happen no. <laughs> like, how did real. you he just like with his coaching was it yeah his coaching? i think his coaching again just that discipline of, yeah. of that drilling and just someone in my ear like mm-hmm. telling me i could do it and then um just making myself do it just right. realizing my potential and yeah and just being like i know the skill like i know how to do it like he's literally been standing here with his pinky yeah. on my back you right. know and right. so just getting over that and then um was it one of those things like you do it one time and your body has that memory and you're like okay now i can do it again kind of yeah it is it's like it's and and i tell that to my kids too like okay yes that's the feeling you're going for every time Mm -hmm. but there's so many other things that are going on in life and so much fear that you just had to get over so to come through that is not always quick and easy yeah so it it takes a while yeah sometimes I can to of, be like nope I got it like now I'm like I trust my body I know my body I know myself so I'm like okay I'll do it like it's not gonna be pretty my legs will be bent probably but I'm gonna get over yeah. and I'm not going to break my yeah. arm or fall on my head no I had a very even like similar experience as an adult where you're kind of like past that point of learning like new physical skills you know normally it's like you know by this time you've already kind of learned everything that you're going to do not that you mm-hmm. can, not that you can't because I did but it was just like in yoga and like getting a certain pose like crow Ooh. pose and that what's was, that look like what's so it's one? like your knees are like resting on your elbows oh. and then you oh, could like go yes. then like up into like yeah you okay. could then like go, yeah. raise your legs and okay. like be in a handstand it's a pretty I mean that's impressive it's like mildly advanced but still like on like the intermediate kind of yoga pose no for sure for (laughs) sure but I I, but I kind of always approach and I've been I'd been doing yoga for a really long time yeah and I was like eh no I'm I'm just not I just don't think I'm gonna do it and and I knew that it wasn't a lack of strength like I could physically hold my body up Mm -hmm. I just kind of knew in my mind too I'm like if I could get it one time to know like how my bones are supposed to be stacked or how it's supposed to feel Mm. that I knew that I could like yeah get it and so I was just like at a yoga class one time like last year and a really really great yoga instructor was like all right if you have crow in your practice like go into crow and I was like oh I'm gonna pretend that I'm gonna try but like knew that I wasn't (laughs) so then she like came over directly to me and she was like just gave me some really quick coaching she's like you can do it she's like look for you can do it and then I just how like that one little tweak and I did it and I was like oh this is what it feels like yeah and so then now like going forward I'm like I can always do it Oh, that's awesome. It's like you just need to like get the feeling. It's like a puzzle piece sometimes. Yeah, it like, is. It's like a key. It yeah. just unlocks the yeah. box. And you're like, oh, why was I overthinking so much? Or why was I? Why right. was I? I mean, it's like that you think it's hard. So it is hard. Mm-hmm. I, like it's one thing I tell my kids is like, if you think you can't, you're right. You mm-hmm. know, like, yeah. okay, you're scared. That's fine. Admit it. Yeah. Cool. Do you want this? 
you can do it yeah. if you want to do it. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But yeah, to be able to like find that tweak yeah. in your own mental thoughts is like is definitely key. Yeah, it takes practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you danced through high school and then went to college. Where did yeah, you go to college? So I went to college at UC and I was on the dance team there. Okay. I went specifically to be on the dance team. What does the dance team do? So the Besides UC dance. dance team is technically known as a spirit squad. So they will do the football games and the basketball games. Okay. But not a cheerleader. Not a cheerleader. Okay. So we, during basketball games while I was there, um, was when we did halftime routines. Okay. And it was like a, either a jazz or hip hop yes. routine. Okay. Now they also do like quarter time shows uh, for football. So they will be on the field um, usually doing a hip hop routine then. Um, but what we are, re- what we really like to know ourselves for is nationals that we go to every oh, January. Like the, the competition. Yeah, okay. it's, at, it's at Disney. Um, it's with uh, UDA and UCA, mm-hmm. Cheer and Dance. And it's very prestigious event, like very competitive. Um, the, I mean, Minnesota is one of the top schools okay. that win all the time. OSU has really gotten up there. Um, Memphis is really big. LSU, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And it's just super competitive. Like, people are working to look like robots out there. Right. And clones. Right. You know? Right. And you all want to be, like, in sync. Yeah. And, yeah. The, and the hardest tricks and and styles that you can do and show off and um so that was the that was what we really focused on um the the sideline stuff we were like yeah sure shake our pom-poms yeah (laughs) do you have i mean i'm I'm assuming right you have to try out for the team yeah okay so i actually considered like a division one yeah yeah division is 1a is that the highest or the biggest I think it's that sounds it's like, right yeah yeah it's okay. up it's up there <laughs> okay got it Perfect. um but I actually made it as um an alternate so um and then that's as, like truly insane to me after watching your videos and seeing I told how well you, you I was do- not I was not that focused I was so you think it was just purely your own focus and like determination do, not yeah. the talent I would I definitely just kind of rode the wave I didn't really try to create my own wave or do anything. I didn't have like that big passion or like burning desire for anything. I was yeah. just kind of doing what I was told to do. Okay. And and um, my older sister went to UC, so I followed her f- footsteps. I didn't even look into any other schools. Mm. I was I was it was just nope one track mind. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm I, gonna I take this path that's kind yeah. of almost already carved out for me. Right. Yeah. And I didn't feel. Um, it's not that I didn't want a different path, but there wasn't, I didn't feel a huge amount of support behind it. So I didn't feel a lot of motivation yeah, to really go sense. for it. That and and um, that's the one thing that I would tell everyone. Like if you're feeling something, but you don't feel like you have the support behind people, still go for it because there's no force and support like your own energy source exactly. energy. And when you are able to follow that and trust that guide, Within yourself, there's nothing that can hold you back yeah, or stop you. That's and very true. People that's a are fleeting. In People, yeah, <laughs> so I'm 100%. still learning to find that. Track. Right, me too. <laughs> because it's like, yeah, when people are are cheering you on and there for you, that's great. Mm-hmm. But you you can't always rely on that. Yeah, you can't. Or like if you if you believe and in something, other people can't see it. And sometimes those people are just like, oh, yeah, 
yeah, you're around. So mm-hmm. yeah, of course. Mm. Yeah. But to but true and real support mm-hmm. and belief behind something, it cannot be yeah. messed with. That biggest fuel is gonna come from you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so I you know, kind of coasted along through life and mm-hmm. got into college and um barely made it into college (laughs) barely (laughs) and uh like I said it was an alternate and then I just kind of I started to really like the sisterhood that I loved the coach like the team that we had yeah Yeah. and it it just felt so good to be a part of something to where everyone was really working towards the same goal I feel like that was the first time that I had ever really been in an environment to where everyone was like we're on the same page yeah F your feelings. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, we have a goal to accomplish. Than you. We have something to do. Yeah. Yeah. So if you've got some issues, that's fine. Take care of them. But when you're here, we're focused on a gold medal. Yeah. So that was really neat to me. That's powerful. It was. And to be part of a community, was, a team, yeah, like all of that. Yeah. It was a really cool thing. And I, I found a lot of joy with that. And then the coach. And so I ended up making um, hip hop my first year for nationals, but wasn't on the palm team. So again, that was the technical aspect. Even mm. though I learned all of the technical things, I didn't, I wasn't motivated. So mm-hmm. I didn't put it into my body. I didn't yeah. put it into practice. Right. <laughs> so um, I was on the hip hop team, but not palm. So only there's two dances that you do at nationals. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was in one and then the rest of my years I was in both. Mm. But um and then after my first year, the coach reti- retired. Uh, <laughs> like I, I have a hard time saying it. No, yeah. It's still such a soft spot. Yeah. Um, I loved her so much. Um, it's hard to lose a leader when yeah. you like get someone that's created a vision for you to get behind, and then right. they're gone. You and can she almost really, lose purpose a little yeah, bit. Yeah, she drove that program and and led it to what it was with yeah. their national titles and gold medals, and the reason that my sister had such you know high standards from it and um high regards that she talked about from it and so much love for lisa yeah (laughs) yeah after she retired a lot of change happened there there was a coach that came in and um you know just a lot of uncertainty Mm -hmm. so um i again like because i didn't have that practice of being of self-motivating myself yeah i didn't know how to focus i didn't know how to be like okay so i was just kind of a follower i didn't and and when things started to fall apart i didn't know how to keep it together with myself so um that's a another story yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) but then afterwards i i started teaching um at my back in my studio that I grew up in and then that's when I really was like wow these these kids are good and they have a lot of potential and yep. I learned a lot at UC yep. and I worked with a lot of people um outside of the state yeah. and and you know I hadn't been to LA in a while at this point so that was really nice for me and then um I brought that expertise back to my studio and just saw how much everyone progressed so quickly so mm-hmm. I was like wow I need to like keep up with this like this feels good so that's when I started to go back to LA a bunch again and um learn with those um with the hip-hop choreographers out on the west coast and um that's when I really started to get yeah feel like I got good it (laughs) sounds like from what I'm hearing and from what I know about you like outside of dance too that like your fuel and passion comes from when you're able to like connect and help other people 
definitely so like when you started teaching Mm -hmm. that was like oh okay like i see the impact i can make on other people Mm -hmm. so this is what like this is the flame under my ass that i need to like kick me into high gear and realize my full potential exactly yeah Yeah. so even as i was teaching the kids and stuff i was like man i have a long way to go yeah like it was so hard to say they inspired you you know like yeah absolutely yeah absolutely they definitely made me better and made me want to be better um the the parents that wanted me to work with their kids mm-hmm. was like what really <laughs> like yeah. me okay isn't it funny how <laughs> it's like and I'm this way too so that's kind of how I recognize it that it's so much easier to show up for other people mm. than it is to like always just show up for yourself oh yeah it's like it's almost yeah and I, I recently I, I've I've come to the clarity that that is a cop out. You know, yeah. it's a cop out so you don't have to face certain things yeah. and really be honest with yourself. Yeah, it's so it's much easier to be like, oh, we're doing this for the bigger picture. We're mm-hmm. doing this for, for everyone else and everything, and which is a really amazing and beautiful thing. But then when that goes away, you have to remember that you it's just you against the mirror sometimes, yeah. you yep. know, and when you don't have some of those pieces put together, that's when, you know, depression happens yeah. or, you know, just anxiety for sure you know so many things (laughs) do you have like uh an interest or like focus on on mental health oh yeah 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 I actually grew up with depression Mm. so um I was clinically depressed starting at like seventh grade I went to a lot of I was OCD when I was younger too so my mom said that I would spend like a half hour making my bed oh, so it wow. wouldn't have any wrinkles <laughs> and yeah. then she'd be like we gotta go <laughs> like, right. um I don't really remember any you don't of that remember but that. I remember being in therapy um and so clinically depressed is like you are diagnosed with yeah depression. yeah just okay. a, a doctor told me that I had depression but I was in oh, like seventh grade god so that's I'm like, like so hard to take yeah You're like, I already I feel th- shitty and then someone's right. <laughs> telling me I'm depressed to be honest I, it was normal like it was like I don't know this is me this is just what I do like I don't yeah so I think that mindset alone helped when I got older Mm -hmm. and then I realized like I just I'm can I was kind of conditioned to think that way I was conditioned to believe that I had to act this way or be this way and I I think a lot of the therapy helped a lot as Mm -hmm. well and like being able to see outside of myself Mm -hmm. and and be like wait like I learned that I picked this up here or I heard this here and now I'm telling myself that but this isn't really how I feel yeah this isn't really how I want to feel Mm -hmm. you know I want to be happy I want to feel happy you know like I want to feel joy I want to give joy I want to be that that light in the room when I walk in you know like yeah I I get that from you you are the you are a light in the room for sure it's like wait a second like I don't want to make people feel bad or complain yeah. about life yeah. and like have them think thoughts that right. are projected from me yeah so I ha- I was like wait like I don't really need to say that I have depression like I can tell myself that I'm happy like mm-hmm. I I feel sad because I'm telling myself that I'm sad and and so like that's why I really picked up and again, it, it came from wanting to help people. Yeah. And so like that's when I was like, wait, if I if I'm telling myself this and I'm really realizing this within myself, how many other people are thinking this and how many other people are going through this and how many other people are stuck in this mindset? Mm-hmm. And that is so so mental. I, I like to say mindful health mm-hmm. because I just think mental just 
makes you sound crazy you know like yeah I and get it. and that like words are very important to yes. me and and we don't realize how heavy they can be sometimes so right, they hold a lot of meaning yeah, yeah yeah and we're so used to just kind of talking through things or just casually making fun of something yeah. and it's like or wait the, or the way that we talk to ourselves facts yeah like I facts. catch that a lot yeah like any you know any a casual like walk by the mirror and I'm like what are you saying to yourself and how (laughs) many times have you said this to yourself and like it just like like Mm. layer upon layer upon layer of so real like self-hatred is extreme but like if anyone else heard the vocabulary I was using (laughs) to my own they'd be like and you would never say that to a friend or a person close to you that you loved or cared about no (laughs) like wait yeah so exactly no I get yeah words are powerful for sure so you think mindful yeah so I Mm -hmm. say I say mindful health because Mm -hmm. it it is something that you have to be aware of you have to realize that you are saying certain things and you are feeling you have to take awareness of what you're feeling what vibration you're holding inside of your body and to be able to you know project it properly or to direct it yeah into the feeling that you want yeah um yeah. to see yeah yeah so I, I i say mindful health because mental makes me feel crazy i don't right. feel like any i don't really believe in crazy yeah i just yeah. think there's a conditioned way that people have um said things and mm-hmm. then they've had these thoughts and outside um feelings that aren't the status quo right so they get called schizophrenic or they get called bipolar or they get called depressed or they get called crazy you know and and so it's all just a label that society has placed Mm -hmm. on someone that hasn't been understood yeah so and and unfortunately there wasn't a safe space for that person to feel like they could explain themselves until they were understood Mm -hmm. so no yeah I get it it. so therapy really helped you did you have any other like cognitive practices was it like cognitive behavioral therapy or what did it It, I was so young when I actually went um but I it was just kind of a feeling like I could I could say things out loud and they weren't going to be judged. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Create a safe space to feel whatever yeah, you're feeling. It was judgment. that simple. Yep. It was that simple to be like, whatever I say, like, and I could say it and be like, whoa, that's crazy. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, I could call, I could like call myself out on it. But I, the fact that I was feeling it and it was like this bubbling water inside of me, like boiling water. And then it was like, I, I, allow myself to release it and then you and then you realize and then you hear yourself and you're like oh wait but to feel like I was able to get like if I could have just gotten that out sooner then I could have moved on so much faster for sure (laughs) and I I've talked I've talked about this a lot recently because I just learned this or I just like had this realization Mm. I was listening to another podcast about um social anxiety Mm. and mindful health and (laughs) and there was a um licensed social worker I think was his title but he was talking about how we can't experience emotions alone Mm. so when we're when we're trying to think about our emotions what we're really doing is 
analyzing them, trying to solve them, that putting so a judgment sense. on them. And the way that yeah. we can experience them and really feel them is with another person. Yeah. Talking about them out loud, mm. you know, having that kind of reflected back. Yeah. And I'm, like, I'm fucking so 32. And like, now I know <laughs> Imagine this. Imagine if you learned this when you were five, you know, or exactly. like in middle school. For <laughs> sure. And it's, I mean, just hearing... You know, you talk about your struggles. It's, it's already like you're a kid. You you don't know what's going on. Right. And that you have so much going on inside you mm. that, of course, you're just going to start creating these stories or you're mm -hmm. going to have these patterns. Yeah. And you're and only picking up stuff from your parents or siblings or whoever's raising you. Yeah. And and it, it gets confusing. For sure. <laughs> and there's so much judgment. Mm -hmm. And I've just like I've seen so much recently, which which is incredible of like young kids who clearly have are starting to be taught now about like you can feel happy you can feel sad you can feel angry there's no it's, judgment on that because I was, beautiful. I, beautiful, I was beautiful I was taught like don't be sad yeah like don't be mad yeah don't <laughs> cry be strong yeah like, don't have all of these other emotions right just mm -hmm. be pleasant enough for adults to be around yeah and, and like I that's how that you'll be okay feeling feelings the word feelings in general was used to characterize creatives or people with mental health issues and and if you had feelings then you were automatically considered which like human crazy beings and it's like all whoa <laughs> hold on america <laughs> hold on <laughs> like imagine your amazing. potential yeah. <laughs> like, just like when you are able to feel and express yourself you're able to do so much more oh and it's God, not even yeah. like it doesn't even you don't have to be the president of the United States. You know, it's well, like a can simple. Can we please, though, have yeah. someone else I mean, be the president of the United States? Can we States? please have a president Anyone? with feelings? <laughs> Anyone? <laughs> yeah. Anybody? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Don't vote for Kanye as a joke. I don't oh, know. God, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Joke. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, wow. That threw me for a loop. No, for sure it did. Don't get me talk yeah. talking about the president. <laughs> we, <laughs> I will not. <laughs> we can talk about Britney Spears all we want, but like uh, it yeah, stops yeah, at Donald yeah, Trump. Yeah. <laughs> Too many feelings. For sure, <laughs> yeah. for sure. So yeah. so <laughs> you had mentioned before that you, you got like really good right after college and you think kind yeah. of came back around to like your ability to see your potential and helping other people mm -hmm. and like showing up. So when like when do you when do did you, would you say the turning point was like, okay, now I'm like, I feel like I'm getting good or like I'm, oh I can like do something with this. I feel like it just happened like a year or two ago. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Like, and it, it literally took, I'm glad you asked that because it literally took me saying like, why, why am I not getting anything? Like, why am I not doing anything? And I'm like, wait, like I'm still telling myself I'm mm. bad. Like I'm still telling myself that I'm not good enough. Yeah. So it literally took me telling myself I am good yep I I am good and if I'm not good enough for them like I'm good enough for myself for now yep because I've put in the hours like I've hit so I many mean hours. I'm no like, dance I'm, critic but yeah. you're really fucking good <laughs> no, and I've shown your you. video your videos to a lot of people and they oh also think gosh. that you're really good oh that's great I definitely have had watches. so many insecurities like so Ooh, yeah many, we so all do many. yeah so it literally took me telling myself I'm I'm good yeah no, I'm a, like I'm good and and as soon as I started to do that I felt myself connect with my body more than ever and Isn't so that, that amazing? yeah so when I when I'm teaching and or like working people out I'll just be like just tell yourself you can do it 
tell yourself you're good. Yeah. You know, and it's it's amazing what the way you see a switch. You Mm -hmm. literally see the switch happen. Yeah. Within people. And they go from this dull. You see the cloud over them to bright sunshine and their face lights up. Everything lights up. And it's just the most magical thing in the world. So I saw like over quarantine, you started posting these like fitness videos. Where Mm -hmm. did the kind the transition to fitness come in? Well, I got my personal trainer's license like three years ago okay and I never really did anything with it Mm -hmm. I was thinking about becoming a personal trainer but then I was like "Eh, I'll just move to LA instead (laughs) that didn't really happen yeah um so I just kind of sat with it um but I've always had a really strong uh passion for fitness yeah just movement in general I know what it has done to help break some of the blockages up in my mind and body Mm -hmm. so um when quarantine happened I was just like, man, is this going to really fuck with people? Yeah. Yeah. This is going to change a lot Mm -hmm. of things, a lot of things. And um, my passion for mindful health just made me want to kind of do what I could do, you know, which was seemed like such a little thing. Right. But, you know, I was like, well, I don't really have anything going on either. Sure. <laughs> so here we go. Like, yep. So it kind of gave me something to do as well. Mm-hmm. And then um, just help, you know, even, I mean, I doubt anyone actually joined them or did anything with them, you know, <laughs> but like just to see someone well, it helped else. helped you. So, yeah. No, I was did. motivated too. <laughs> I, I saw them. Sometimes like, just seeing someone do something is yeah. like, oh, like I don't have to do exactly what they're doing, exactly. but I'm going to connect with what I want to do and what I'm doing. Yep. So, and, and that's all I really wanted from it. So, yeah. um, yeah, that's yeah. that's what motivated it. Do you see yourself going down a fitness path or I like do. kind of leaning towards that? I have. Yeah. If you're listening and have um, I, I really want to create either like an online like newsletter sort of thing or an app. Ooh. So I've been working with a couple of people on that and I want to make it as diverse as possible. Amazing. And um, just get as many people involved. Okay. Um, so cool. we can yeah. talk offline. I yeah. Have like a bunch of people I can connect you to. Perfect. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm at uh-huh. the right place. <laughs> yes. You are at the right place. <laughs> um, That's amazing. But I, I definitely really enjoy just, helping people yeah. so i i want to i i'm not pushing it too much but i definitely see myself really enjoying the personal training mm-hmm. fitness path mm-hmm. um because my body's you know can only do so much as a dancer and move so much and yeah. sometimes i really have to convince myself that i'm free and can yeah. move yeah. <laughs> and like when i really don't feel like doing it um but Fitness has been one of those things that have helped me like continue to feel strong right. and to feel like an athlete so I can you continue to You are most certainly dance. an athlete. To be able to move your body like that, to have the strength and like control over your body and then to put it to you're moving to a beat. Yeah. Like it's one thing. <laughs> I love music. So that helps. That's always been the drive behind everything yeah. is music. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that's the real passion. But I love I, I really do want to. Um, build my personal fitness Mm -hmm. career and I've been doing um, so I've been really focusing on doing something different like how can I how can I do the personal fitness thing but create something different because I I feel like I always have to be different like I just I'm always looking for something different to do and um, that helps as well with you know like just creating different paths or 
seeing something different will help you think differently. Right. So that will help you get out of a blockage yeah. or an emotional blockage or a mental blockage of some sort. So I've been work the people that I work with um, with personal training. We've just been doing we go somewhere different every time. So it's always a different outside workout. Yeah. And then like one of my favorite times was when I worked out with my friend, Alan, um, Alan Jones, mm-hmm. Alan for president. And we walked up the um, new Cincinnati museum, art yeah, museum the stairs. Yeah. yeah. And then under their sculpture, they have this little like swing. Okay. Thing. Yes. And so we got on that and did like crunches and stuff oh, and yeah. it shakes and moves a little bit. So oh, I'm like, so okay, stability. It's a little, yeah, yeah. A little extra strength there That's and very balance creative. work. And yeah. So different things like that. Um, I've been really enjoying doing and then just like, you know, going to a field and doing some field workouts or like finding random hills yeah. um, or stairs and just doing like squats up the stairs or you know little like jogs or yeah something. I was gonna ask like something what different. kind of like fitness routine keeps you in shape to dance is it like just <laughs> dancing or is there like some cross training element like what do, I, what do you feel is the best way I used to run a lot mm-hmm. that's when I used to be um a lot heavier <laughs> like there was a point in time where I, I wasn't dancing as much uh-huh. so I gained all my muscle turned to fat and mm. it was not cute no. <laughs> I was like some's gotta give like I this has got to go like I've always I grew up with a six-pack so like yeah. I cannot well, like blessed be doing you're this. blessed yeah. you know <laughs> shout out to dance thanks mom but um so I would run a lot but then it started hurting my joints so much yeah. so I can't run as much as I would like to but I do a lot of squats mm. so up the almost every day well every day I walk at least 30 minutes yes. and walking alone has just helped like keep my joints I moving and keep my, yeah it's There's amazing like it's don't sleep on walking for no. real because no be a walker yeah so be a walker listen to just what the double fit your time tag your what the fit walk <laughs> when you're doing it yeah and so that's the it's the it's like the best thing it listen is to podcast go out for a walk yeah what the fit yep Yep, yep. Take yep. a walk. Exactly. Just take a walk. I'm going to start a walking group. I'll join. All we're going to do I'm is walk. I'm in it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in it. So I walk up the Cincinnati Art Museum stairs because I live just up the street yep, yep. Um, almost every day. And um, sometimes when I'm really feeling it, I'll squat up mm-hmm. every. So I do Ooh. jump squats up every stair, Ooh, yeah. which is like 146 stairs or Holy something shit, like that. But it's lot. great because yeah. I'll just I'll walk down. I'll do my squats up the stairs and then I'll walk back down or if I get to the top and I feel like I still have more energy then I'll walk up or run to Mount Adams or something or you know find a little stoop to do some abs on yeah those (laughs) I'm looking at Mount Adams right now as we speak those hills are no joke no joke sometimes I'm up them and I'm like why Right. And then you're like halfway like up in the hills and you're like, I have to keep going in order yeah. to get back down. Like, like there's wait, no other I way. I have to walk yeah. all the way up Gilbert to get no, back to my house. That's another one that's really tough too. Yeah. No but it's worth there. it. It's worth it every yeah. time. Yeah. Every time. Okay. We have to talk about DJing. Okay. Because again, I just feel like if I could, it must be the most fun job ever that you are just <laughs> creating a space. One, you're like, putting music out in the world that people can connect to and have a feeling from Mm. then that it's like dance music. So Mm -hmm. people are dancing and enjoying themselves. Mm. It's nothing more that I love. And so obviously I've like seen you out at like Cincinnati bars and stuff, but like what kind of event, I mean, this is, uh, we're talking obviously before COVID when people could gather (laughs) in groups. Right, right, right. right. (laughs) But like what were, what kind of events were, okay, first, how did you learn how to do this? 
Oh my gosh. I was always that person behind the DJ booth at clubs, like in college. Okay. I was, uh, so okay. I was always Fine. watching. Like, also me too, but <laughs> it was not because I was interested in no, watching the, I, the my DJ. <laughs> good friend, DJ Wavy Mo, had his equipment set up and he would just let me come through and um, mess with. Yeah. He let me, you know, like mess play with around it. with yeah, it. Yeah. Play with his equipment. Was it like a controller? He had the turntables turn and then table? the mixer in the middle. Okay. And then so um, I would just start mixing stuff and try to scratch. I was, I'm butt, I'm still butt. But so like, you're, <laughs> you just like so then, intuitively like play around with yeah, it Yeah, and I think because I always had rhythm and just the, yes. my background with music, I was right. able to be like, oh, I, and you know, press this button when you want this to come in. Right. And so, so okay, like okay, I would okay. play with that a lot. And then um, he put me on his social media and that's when like Stephen bell was like you dj you want to dj and You're i was like oh uh, yeah i do absolutely and, yeah <laughs> and, then, and then prime dj prime time like oh, bless his heart like it was just so amazing how everything aligned with mm -hmm. djing and so i was like i have to keep going because he let me use his equipment mm. and just hold on to it for months yeah so you and could then, practice on yeah your own. yeah he and then um and then when he he ended up like taking those back but he gave me his other ones for like super low price yeah. so i used that and then i was able to do gigs until i could um get more equipment with yep. a ddj and everything and yep. i really love using that but um that's how it all started and i again it was just that that passion and drive behind music i want to do anything that's involved with music so and then always admiring the, the djs and the clubs and stuff like yeah. dj clockwork and yeah. like uh dj dilo yeah. and e-chain like yes. back when they yeah. were really right. big with the clubs and everything like oh man no, i mean i love club music i love dance music oh, yeah. i love house music yeah. i love hip-hop music yeah and there was something like i just feel like you want to go out and dance. And I was want to go out time, and dance all the time. All the time. And there was just this time where like, it was like no one was really dancing in Cincinnati. Like okay, the bars yes. that in I was Cincinnati, going to. You're right. You're yeah. Right. Like People when I started, dancing. it was like every, you would go out and everyone was just so stale and worried about what they looked like right or like, so i would maybe always have to really go high. visit new york i'd have to go visit <laughs> chicago yeah i'd yeah. have to like go to these oh my gosh when you to, go like, to go the to clubs, the clubs in new york oh we're like in circles like battling and stuff yeah. like it's yeah. so much the fun. energy in new york is unbeatable mm -hmm. like it's Agreed. it's so much fun and i wanted to bring that essence here in cincinnati and so i wanted i felt like the music that i tried to play was all very high frequency stuff or stuff that just made you want to dance i'm yes, like if it makes I me like dance it. It's, it's going on the playlist yeah. like yep. so that's how it all really started and i was so bad like i was so like that was another I mean, I thing that anyone was that's like, gonna start is not good i have the best friends in the world yeah. because they were just rooting like rooting for me and they're like like yeah the worst like the transition yeah. and they'd be right there like still dancing and i'm like oh yeah. i love you guys thank yeah. you so much yeah. but like you don't have to do that because i'm i need some practice so how long have you been doing it now like maybe two years okay yeah okay. so it's um yeah, I think I just passed the two year mark. And, and you have a SoundCloud, right? Like yeah. People, where do where people find your music so if they want to SoundCloud.com slash Sav, S A V S E C S. Okay. So like sex. My last name yeah. is Sexton. Yep. But I put sex like time, mm -hmm. seconds. Yes. I yes, don't know. Yes. No, I get it. I got it perfectly. <laughs> yeah. I got it perfectly. So S A V S E C S. Yep. Yeah. And so yeah. pre COVID, what were like, what kind of events would you like be booked for? 
What are some examples? Like, when do, what do people need DJs for here well, in Cincinnati? I mean, you know, your bars would book bar, you. yeah, yeah. and club event. The, um, the um, silent disco at Mecca with yeah. you and um, who? That was different. That was how was that? Oh yeah, because you, you I couldn't because I had the I had the headphones on as well, so I couldn't. I was like, man, I hope I know my music well. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, but that was my first time and only time doing a silent disco. And it was, was cool. Fun. It was it was really neat. I was, was like, really okay, fun. I would do this again. God, I does would do it, it again. Can you just like think about <sighs> all of us at Mecca and how like that does not exist now? I know it's so different. It's so, so different. different. I just feel like people are, you know, like we might not really be dancing in a club for another year at least. I know. At least. I know. Like. We, I mean, there's definitely people dancing right now. Sure. But I mean, I don't, we saw I don't each other at the, the June team celebration <laughs> yeah. and like people yeah. were, at least they were outside, which like yeah. that's better if you're outside. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, to be in like a hot crowded <laughs> club where you literally can't move and people are right next to you breathing oh, and sweating and like, that's, it's, that's gonna, it. it's that's not going to happen. So uh, yeah, the whole form of socializing and, and what, you know, and connection is is has drastically changed and it's like all yeah. right what are we gonna do from here on out but well cre- at least you can create music for people to listen to at home yeah and get down on yeah 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 it's been it's been cool i've been having little parties to myself yeah at home. definitely it's nice but one of the one of the gigs that i was supposed to do um it, that was actually canceled right before covid was um it was a woman's event at cincinnati art museum oh or, i'm sorry taft yeah taft yeah. museum yeah um so it was their monthly party and it was for women so they hired me as a woman dj oh, and i was God. so excited <laughs> i was so excited but then it got canceled oh, and damn it. so i'm really but i'm really looking forward to hopefully um djing events like right that right again. right next year yeah right it'll happen again you have (laughs) more time to practice exactly and i've only gotten better you know i just did a sweet 16 outside actually last weekend shout out to my little sister perfect for booking me for the gig that was it felt so good (laughs) you know it was like i was like i don't even care you're like letting these 16 year olds get down oh yeah it was great it was so great you know they just played basketball the whole time it was just a bunch of like little 16 year old boys you know they were like jumping in the pool playing basketball that's really cool for a 16 year old to have a dj at their party though i'm just yeah i think he he really enjoyed it he was like no i really like this good Good, 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 (laughs) i was like okay good where do you get your inspiration stuff that make you dance yeah anything anything that makes me dance i feel like because i grew up i i kind of consider myself to say that i grew up on the west coast Uh (laughs) i grew up in the in the west coast Uh um and and there's they have a different kind of like oh yeah bounce out there for sure. so i really you can love hear a sound West and you're like Coast that's music. an la sound yeah and there's like a whole genre now i feel it like just makes of you want to like drive around go to with the a, beach yeah your convertible your top tan, down yeah there are palm trees wind blowing it, in the hair it's like malibu is like only sunset happening oh, yeah. Yeah. hello pch <laughs> yeah you're up in the hills the lights are twinkling oh there's nothing better no I've, there's I've, nothing we're better. there we're there yeah. hi <laughs> hi <laughs> yeah um but yeah pretty much anything that makes me dance i really like like little dragons and and that type of music as uh-huh. well so like um really like kind of trans music yes um 70s is really big Ooh. for me i love something that i've really been practicing is like mixing in like a trap beat or like a heavy hip-hop beat or something and then getting like a 70s i literally just got chills yeah it's so much fun it's so much fun i want to have a small intimate gathering 
the grotto outside oh and we gosh, can put a so dj cute. booth in the corner <laughs> i'm there and we can have you let me know yes. <laughs> i am so there because your patio yeah. is the cutest yeah. thing i've ever seen in cincinnati we're gonna do it it is so cute we're gonna do i'm it. like am i in mexico yeah <laughs> this is awesome yep, we are, totally. <laughs> yes oh my gosh that's too funny okay so what are some ways i love to ask people this question what are some ways that you now like current state are like ways that you can take care of yourself so whether that be like physical fitness or any like mindful health practices that you have mm-hmm. I meditate before I get out of bed oh wow. every day good for you yeah like I wake up and I'm like what the fuck's happening and I'm, I'm like always, oh I gotta I like, meditate I will always like <laughs> feel like I'm, I'll fall back asleep if I do that some I mean I feel like I, I've practiced it enough now okay. to, yeah, like I, I, I'll set my timer for 15 minutes oh, or wow. I'll put on, if I'm really tired, I'll put on um, a YouTube like, like guided, a guided meditation yeah. or something. And that always really helps. Um, and yeah, so I do that before my feet touch the ground. Good for you. Water is a necessary thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, and um, baths. Oh yeah! Anytime I'm around water, I hear water, drink water, around water, in water. Uh-huh. I just feel like there's some sort of, like it's a connection to the womb, you Ooh, know. Like yeah, womb. no, I feel that. So it always centers me out. Are you a water sign? Yeah, I am. What? Are, when's your cancer? Oh, okay. so my birthday's. Oh yeah, the coming up. Don't yeah, just yeah. tell me that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm a Pisces, so I'm a water sign too. So I feel Pisces it. moon. I, I feel, feel you. Very, very <laughs> feel, close. I feel. <laughs> feel right. I feel yeah. like yeah, at home near water. Yeah, yeah. It's it is so thing. funny how how those things really do connect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and sometimes we can be like, oh, it's just right. You know, I mean, believe it or not, I'm telling you, I feel at home out near water. You can't tell me that I'm wrong. <laughs> right. It's right. It's your experience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, um, well, I'm feeling this connection to the full moon right now. Right. So I don't know. Why don't, you're care not. What, don't care what you think. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you should soul search. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Do you do anything special for a bath? I like, always put. So I have like Dr. Teal's like, okay. um, yeah. essential oil yes. bubble bath. I always put that in there. I'll do, um, sometimes I'll light some sage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Make it an and, experience. Um, um, I'll put some essential oil in there sometimes or uh, just like a little like Epsom salts oh, or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. And then lately I've been doing um, a sound bowl over the water before I get in. <laughs> and it just feels it just feels so good it feels luxurious <laughs> yeah like you're yeah. at a spa and and they really like sound and water is a real thing yeah so vibration is a real thing people yes. sorry like so, yeah. so um it, i you know especially when i'm feeling like and like anytime i drink water like i always make sure that i either have a good feeling before i drink it or say a certain affirmation or something oh, it's always wow. something different yeah. like but if i'm like really down and uh, just like or just like in a funk or something like I make sh- I have to remind myself that like water is important you know mm. and, and and so it's like a grounding thing yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so I'll, I'll do a sound bowl and a little like positive vibe you know affirmation That's lovely yeah and it just feels so good yeah it just yeah, feels yeah. great and it's like no more no more bad days yep no more there bad days what does being fit mean to you being fit to me means being balanced Ooh, yeah mentally and physically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so 
there's so many different types of bodies. There's so many different types of people out there. And as long as you are connected to what feels good to you, yeah, then that like inner fire that we're talking about absolutely connect to that yeah there's no better feeling yep there's like chaos only exists when you're not connected to that yep like bad things only exist when you're not connected to that stay true to yourself yeah Yeah. so if things are going wrong fit yourself up yeah (laughs) i love it thank you so much this has been such a delight i agree i'm so talking with you i'm so appreciative (laughs) you thank you for sharing oh my god of course where can people follow you you can follow me on Instagram at ThinkSavvy. I also have a website, ThinkSavvy.com. Look at her videos. Yeah. She's I'll got be posting some killer a lot looks. more. Yeah. I'll be in Joshua Tree this week oh. um, at a content retreat. So lots of photographers and videographers oh, will be there. And That's amazing. I'm How so do I excited. get invited to a content <laughs> retreat? Like that is what I need in my life. I love my friends. Oh my God. That's incredible. The, yeah. The, the things that the universe has connected and aligned me with are just... Well, this is going to come out on Friday. So one day before your birthday. So happy Woo, birthday. So Everyone much. wish her happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Reminder to listeners, follow on Insta at What The Fit Podcast. Me at Chrissy Grody. If you would like the idea of more people hearing the podcast, please rate and review on iTunes. And if you love What The Fit, help support the podcast with a monthly contribution to the Patreon. Share it on social media. Tell your friends if you're looking to work together, collaborate, connect, suggest guests, DM me or email whatthefitpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks, guys. Thank <laughs> you.